There's something new on Air Salé every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Parsi Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Royal Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. Simple ways to use other senses to help you to cook in the morning. For many people with low vision, cooking and doing things in the kitchen is an area of hazard. I know that when I first lost my vision, I avoided the kitchen. Everybody thought that I was going to burn the house down. Don't try to make that toast. You're going to burn the house down. In reality, how can you burn the house down with a toaster? Our toaster is automatic. It pops up by itself. But there were other things. People said, never use a stove. If you use a stove, it might catch on fire and you're going to have problems because the whole house will catch on fire and you won't be able to get out. Well, a lot of these things are really exaggerations because, as we know, it's very unlikely that a person will catch the stove on fire unless a person is really being quite foolish. But there's a few things that you can do to really make yourself much safer in the kitchen. The first thing to think about when you're working in the kitchen is really to be organized. You want to keep things clear. For example, one way that you might be able to catch the house on fire is if you put paper towels near the toaster or paper towels near the stove. Other types of flammable items should really be kept away from the stove. So the first thing that I do when I'm going to prepare meals in the kitchen is I really try to keep all the counters as clear as possible. Before you turn anything on, clear the counters. Anything that might be in your way is really a hazard. If you have the counters clear, then you have more area to work with. A second thing to think about in the kitchen is to make certain that you have the best type of lighting possible. If you have a kitchen that is situated near the window, go ahead and open up the drapes of the blinds so that you get more light in. However, if you're a person who is really bothered by the glare, go ahead and keep them closed so that you don't get the glare that's going to blind your eyes. Use the appropriate type of lighting. If your kitchen is too dim, go ahead and change the light fixtures. For many people, you can invest about $75 and you could install a new light fixture. For many people who need more light, by installing a 4-foot, four 4-tube four fluorescent fixture could be very, very helpful. These are available at home improvement stores such as Lowe's and Home Depot. You could also ask your doctor to tell you specifically what type of fluorescent light tube should be placed in. Many people are bothered by fluorescent lights and that's because some fluorescent lights emit colors that are going to have too much blue light. The blue light could be very problematic for some people. Ask your doctor what color tube would be the best. These tubes are often designated by their temperature. So your doctor might tell you whether it should be a 2800 degree bulb or a 3500 degree bulb or a 5000 degree bulb, but ask your doctor. So after you have the counters clear in the proper lighting, you really are then ready to work. When you're using your vision to help you to cook, you have to remember that things don't exactly have to be perfectly clear. A lot of people who have low vision are under the impression that, well, I can't see the small print. I can't read the newspaper, so I can't cook. Well, in reality, when was the last time that you cracked to fry an egg that there were letters on the egg that you actually had to read? You really don't. 
One of the things that's very helpful is to use contrast. For example, when I cook eggs, then I use a dark pan. By using a dark Teflon pan, or if you prefer to use a cast iron skillet, you could crack your egg in there. And as the egg starts to cook, it becomes white, and the contrast makes it very easy so you can see where it is. At that point, when you begin to see that the egg is quite white, you know that it's getting closer to being prepared, and you might be ready to flip it over. I also realize that there's other ways that you can use timers. By using a timer, you could very often time the time that it's needed to flip the food over. So, for example, let's say that you're going to make some scrambled eggs. One thing that I have done is I have gotten into the habit of preheating the pans. I will take my pan, put it on the stove, and I will turn on the heat. I'll leave it on there for about 30 to 45 seconds, and then I'll get a drop, a tiny drop of water on my finger, and I'll fling it. I'll fling it at the pan, and when it sizzles, I know that that pan is hot enough to go ahead and start to cook. The reason that I do this is so that when I start to time things, things are really much more consistent. At that point in time, what I do is I turn the heat down to low, and I will then go ahead and crack the egg, or I might go ahead and pour in some of the pancake batter. I turn on my timer, and I just happen to use a talking watch because it's more convenient to keep it on my wrist. And after one minute, it's almost always where it's ready to turn over. And then I'll go ahead and turn it over, and I'll let it sit there for another minute. So with my stove and with my pan, the one-minute rule works perfect. If it's going to be scrambled eggs, omelets, or pancakes, that really is a secret. After we have finished cooking our food, we now have to serve it. One of the things to remember is to again use contrast. Contrast really makes eating much much easier as well. If you have sunny side up eggs or eggs that are over easy, you want to serve that on a darker plate. I used to serve these eggs on a white plate, and I had such a hard time being able to see it. I would like to eat eggs and rice in the morning, and many times I put it on a white plate, and I just couldn't see anything there at all. So I simply put it on a plate that was dark. This happened to be a navy blue plate, and it made life so much easier. So you also want to use this contrast when you're serving your food. You could also use contrast when you're serving yourself your breakfast drinks. If you're pouring milk, pour it into a dark cup. Because in this way, you could see the level of the milk that's rising because it's white against a dark background. If you're going to pour coffee, go ahead and pour the coffee in a light cup so you have that contrast. These are a few of the things that make things very, very easy. Another tip when you're cooking in the kitchen too is to remember to always, always use some of your other senses. Just because you do have low vision or maybe you have no vision. You have to remember that you have many other senses. I remember one time I was so angry because I was trying to find somebody in my house to tell me if this was a carton of orange juice or a carton of milk. Nobody was available. They were all in the shower. So I suddenly realized, "Hey, smell it!" So I opened it up, and I could smell. Wow, the orange juice was this one. I kind of felt proud of myself. I thought that was really a great idea. But you could do many things like that to help you to do many things in the kitchen. If you're trying to identify what flavor is the jelly, 
you could open up all of those Knottsbury Farm jellies and you could smell if one is strawberry or boysenberry or orange. If you're trying to differentiate whether or not this is sugar or flour, there's nothing wrong with washing your hands, putting a little spoon in there, and tasting it. You'll definitely notice the difference if it's flour or sugar. When you're using measuring cups to measure things, go ahead and get a good set of measuring cups that are labeled in large print or in braille. With this, you could feel it, and you could then measure things very, very accurately. So, remember that when you're doing things in the kitchen, go ahead and keep your kitchen clean. Keep things organized so you know exactly where everything is. Use timers so that you could time how long you've cooked the food. Use contrast. If you're using contrast, you're going to be able to use your remaining vision to see it. But if you're like me and you don't have vision, at this time I don't have any vision, I just simply use timers and other types of strategies and things work out really well. So I hope this information is helpful to you and enjoy as you begin to start to cook meals for yourself. For Airs LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshita. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited.